been waiting a while uh, for Ren and Zevran to come back. They've been out there for a while. You have heard shouting. There has been shouting. Um, and, like, understandably, like, this is a hard sell, even for the hero of Ferelden. Like, just trust me, the keeper of the largest clan of Dalish elves is a Maleficar who tried to trap us in the Fade, and he's working with the Dreadwolf. Just, like, just trust me. Like, you just have to believe me. <coughs> what ends up happening is that about half an hour later, uh, Ren and Zevran come back with, uh, a keeper in tow, an elderly uh, woman uh, who is leaning heavily on on a heartwood staff, uh, and she, you know, surveys the scene that is laid out before her. Like y'all of you are recovering from a fight, some parts of the Aravel are on fire. Keeper Thandrin is tied up in the corner, uh, and she's like surveys this scene with like you know, she had been Ren had prepared her for this, but she still is looking a little bit concerned uh you could say and she says well and comes walking forward a little bit reluctantly she says i am keeper elwyn of clan shavar i am told that you have some fairly weighty accusations to lay at the feet of keeper thandrin you were told correctly she comes uh walking forward into the aravel uh and peers down at thandrin who is you know, he does not he doesn't look happy. Like he doesn't seem satisfied with what has been what has happened to him thus far in the evening. And she says, We will conduct an investigation, she says. It is unfortunately all that we can promise at this moment. Dalish justice, such that it is, does not have a very far reach, but the accusations that you have put to him are weighty enough that it demands some sort of thorough analysis. We will look into his clan. We will look into Arlethlen. We will see how much of what you've said is backed up by evidence. Is this sufficient? She says, looking at the at the at all of you still huddled in the Aravel. I'm just sort of like tiredly like look up and I'm like, I suppose it'll have to be. I do appreciate you uh investigating it all and not just assuming we're guilty. She says, we will try to preserve Dalish honor and Dalish life to the best of our ability. It is one of the tenets of our people that we believe every Dalish life is sacred, even those who have made terrible, terrible mistakes. She says, like, eyeing Thandra. She just looks so tired. Like, she's too old to be (laughs) dealing with all your bullshit. Uh, She says, as for your recruitment efforts, uh, and she taps her staff against the uh, the, the floor of the Aravel a couple times, she says, without the authority that clan Rashana, Niran, Virtavan bring, there is no way for me to promise you the aid of all the Dalish, you understand. If anyone could have forced the Dalish to participate, to be recruited to your cause, it would have been them. And situation as it is, she shrugs, There are about 27, 28 Dalish clans who have come forward, volunteered, uh, to aid your cause. Any additional keepers that you want to recruit, you're going to have to talk to the keepers individually. So 27 or 28 Dalish clans, like, Sabre, your clan, uh, Clan Sabre, was smallish for a clan. It had, like, 30, 35 people. Okay. So at a very conservative estimate, that's about, like, a thousand soldiers. I mean, that's not nothing. It's not nothing. It's not even, like, 
half of what you could have. Yeah, but and I think I look up at her, at her as I say this and I say, we're not interested in making people fight by force. We're here to find volunteers to do the right thing because they choose to, not because they feel obligated to. We are asking a lot. She says, indeed you are. And it is good to know that you are aware of everything that you ask of us. Uh, she heads toward Keeper Thandrin, her first, a uh, a squirrely, uh, sort of knock-kneed uh, younger man, uh, is following along behind her, and she says, All right, Elias, let's take him back to our Aravel, shall we? And uh, the the boy, Elias, sort of nods, and then eyes, like Thandrin on the floor, he doesn't know, he, he's like a maid, she doesn't know what to do with a tied-up prisoner, and awkwardly he eventually, like, grabs him by the wrists and, like, yanks him to his feet and tries to drag him out of the Aravel to, like, middling <laughs> success. Thandrin does not look happy to be led. Just be careful! She says, don't worry, uh, we Dalish are no strangers to magic. We'll be able to defend ourselves. I suppose all that's left to say is we will be in contact when we can, and... Enjoy what's left of the Arleth, then. I just sort of, like, I guess I just sort of solemnly nod my head. <laughs> it's going to be miserable. What a terrible way to end this. <laughs> I love it. It's been two fucking days in this entire celebration thing, and it's, we've already brought the mood down. <laughs> yeah, it's impressive. I just look at Sabre, though, and I was like, well, it seems like somebody already had some fun. I like turn bright red and I say, I don't know what you're talking about. And I stuck out of the tent. <laughs> Talga's like, should we tell him that everyone saw? Like, everyone saw. <laughs> A couple minutes later, I come back in and I'm like, Landon, you want to come with me? It's boring out here. <laughs> <laughs> so, your plan was to leave as soon as you got what you needed as soon as you got your troops uh but that said you could stay for a couple more hours if there's any last minute stuff that you want to do i feel like uh poor yariel hasn't got had hasn't gotten to experience too much of the actual arlethan because he's been too, too busy like doing shit for people <laughs> and like right. i mean that's Accurate. that's true yeah so he's gonna go and like eat some like sticky buns and shit <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you wrap up this whole nasty business. It's getting a little late. There aren't going to be any boats that you can get to in time uh, that could take you back to Kirkwall. So it's like you might as well just stay one more night. Uh, and yeah, the mood is a little more subdued. Everyone is talking about what happened at the Haranal. Uh, there are a lot of rumors flying about what Keeper Thandron did or did not do. Uh, and a lot of discussion about what's happening at Arleth Len. That makes sense. Uh, but that said, the feasting tent is still full. Uh, there are quite a few people that are, you know, enjoying the Arlethven as much as they are able to under the circumstances. Like, you don't get this many elves together with this much wine and not still have a party under pretty much any circumstance. Like, oh, I'm sure I would have to burn to the ground for the Arlethven <laughs> to really stop in a meaningful way. So, yeah, I'm just getting roundly drunk and shoving my face full of as much food as possible. Are there any one-on-one -on -one scenes that anyone wants to do? You know what? I think that Cass should talk to Fenris definitely more like private where like not everybody is listening. Well, it's easy to be anonymous in such a big feasting tent, which is where I'm picturing all of you. Like there's a lot of people, but they're all doing their own thing. No one's paying attention. Right. 
let's say you're you're having dinner Fenris comes and sits down next to you and like right as he sits down next to you Talgan a few feet away says listen I'm just really not the marrying kind and then this <laughs> elven woman like bursts into tears and he sits there consoling her for a little while it's like it's you didn't do anything wrong it's not you it's me <laughs> I just sort of like exchange a look with Fenris like wow he's much more popular than I expected any of us to be Fenris says, what the hell did he do? <laughs> I, I, I was there when he met that woman. That was yesterday. <laughs> oh. I've been hearing some rumors, but I don't really want to think about them right now. Fenris, like, he doesn't say anything, but he makes like a mental note to talk to Hawk about this later. <laughs> <laughs> After a, a few beats, I... Like, cast sort of, like, out of the corner of her eye. She's still a little nervous to talk to Fenris. But, you know, coming around. Uh, sorry to bring it up again. The images in the fade. He glances sideways at you, but doesn't say anything. You said you lied about it to Hawk, and you have been for a while remembering these things. How, how could you stand it? reliving it all the time he shrugs and he says what option did i have true enough i do know that that sort of set of circumstances of not having any choice but you had mentioned before that you were speaking to someone who might be able to remove those markings i yes after seeing what you went through what you continue to relive, I think perhaps you should take them up on that offer and try to remove them. He looks at you in silence for a while. Clearly he was not expecting you to say this. What what changed your mind, if I may ask? Well, first of all, seeing it firsthand, how you experienced it, it was terrifying. It was awful and it's not something that you should ever have to experience again you should experience life without pain even though as you said you've never imagined it uh he thinks about it for a while he takes a sip of what smells like um honey wine uh and then he sets his mug back down and he says i'll i'll think about it I have a way to contact the first that I spoke to in any case, and I'll keep it in mind going forward. Of course, it is ultimately your decision, just... He says, I'll admit I am a little bit worried about the person that I am without this constant threat of agony hanging over my head. Like, you, like I told you before, I've never considered what a life would be like without pain. I don't know if that would change me. Kaz, like, considers this, like, and then her, I guess her expression kind of softens and is like, are you worried Hawk will no longer love you? He says, I don't think I could pry Hawk off me with a steel bar. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> he says, no, Hawk is as loyal as a Mabari and twice as odorous at certain points of the day. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed this, Kunari, but most human sweat smells like stale ham. Why is it always ham? Kaz just definitely giggles like, that's not inaccurate. No, I'm not worried that he would leave me. I'm just worried of 
the person that I am without this pain is all. She sort of like thinks that over and then is like, I understand that that fear, but at the same time, nothing ventured, nothing gained, right? He shrugs. So Elian, after um after Talgan prized this and this elven woman is beautiful. Like she's <laughs> like this long, dark hair, shining dark eyes. Like she's stunning. And after Talkin apparently breaks her heart by not marrying her after a day, <laughs> uh, he comes and he sits down next to you and pours himself a cup of wine. So, wanna talk about that? Hmm? Talk about what? He takes a sip. Everything that's been going on since you've been here? Um, Elian has his own glass and finally is drinking. I'm afraid I don't follow. You're extraordinarily popular. Yeah, apparently. You said you didn't know what the rumors were. Did you figure it out? Nope. He takes a really long pull of fun. <laughs> no idea. He says, honestly, it may just be a mystery that lasts the rest of my life. I'm not sure what I did to that elven woman, but apparently I can do it to six elves at the same time. <laughs> God. So I think he just kind of gives Talgan a look, clinks glasses, and is like, okay, sure. <laughs> Frankly, I'm impressed. Good job. So, Sabre, how how far into your drink are you? Or are you on drink three, or what? Um, I think he's on drink two. He's, like, he's not, like, he's not getting, like, toasted, because it's still, it's dangerous enough still, but he just wants to get just enough that he can forget all of the demons. Uh, Lennon eventually comes sitting uh, down next to you, and he refills your cup. That's mighty dangerous. <laughs> he says, I don't know, it worked out pretty well for me last time. I turned bright red. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess it. I guess it. it yeah, definitely okay. <laughs> well, where's yours? I'm look, 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 looking around frantically. He says, "Oh, the bottle is for me," and he takes a swig oh. directly from the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like. There's like a little bit of judgment, but mostly I'm just kind of impressed. <laughs> um, and I like you can give him a nod, and I'm like, you know, honestly, I didn't think you'd be able to hand. Uh, well, you actually never mind. You're not able to <laughs> handle what your drink. He says you should know better. I mean, it was. Um, look, I'm trying to flirt here, but it's just, it's really, I'm having a hard oh, time. I'm I'm glad you clarified because I would not have known if you had not no, said. I just, I, like, I'm just like a total bright red, just. Man, you're really bad at this. It's been a long time. This, yeah, apparently so. What, it's been sooner for you? Are you terribly good at flirting? Says, I don't know. The last time I got romantically entangled with anyone, he was straight, so. No. Well. I'm not straight. <laughs> Huzzah! You know, the, the first clue came when we slept together, but thanks for, uh, <laughs> thanks for making that clear. I just, you seem confused. <laughs> he says, uh, don't look now, but uh, we're not the only uh, situation going on here tonight. He nods forward a couple uh, tables away. Uh, Zeverin is tipsy drunk, and he's like leaning on Ren. He is like, he's drunk flushed. Uh, and he's just sort of <laughs> leaning on him, and Ren is singing along with the minstrel band b- playing behind them. I just sort of look at them, and I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, that checks out. Ren always did like to have a good time. Never pictured him with somebody like Zeverin, though, I'm not gonna lie. No? I think he's kind of like, I don't know, I, actually, I don't really know, is, is, the, are elf, is elf culture, like, 
I guess there's not it's not really homophobic in this world, right? I mean, there so there is some homophobia in Thetis. It's mostly unsurprisingly Tevinter can claim most of the homophobia in the world. Ah, uh, okay. Um uh, <laughs> it's like even even in Tevinter, like it's accepted, but it's you're expected to keep it under wraps. Okay. <laughs> it's supposed to be about pleasure and you're not supposed to make a big show of it, which is one of the reasons why Dorian wanted to leave Tevinter because he didn't want to keep it under wraps. It's like it's part of who I am. I I'm not going to apologize for it and then long story short his father tried to turn him straight with a blood magic ritual and he ended up fleeing from Tevinter. Oh, that's what happened. Oh, yeah. that's great. Uh throughout most of Thetis it's a little more accepted like I don't know. I think like it's my headcanon that the Dalish at the very least will perform same-sex weddings. Uh but like I, I, in Ferelden, I don't think they do. Like Orlay and Ferelden, I don't think they do. But I'm not a hundred percent sure. It's sort of it's sort of left nebulous. It's socially. I'm going it's fine. to assume then that it's like not a big deal, and so it's not like it's not like a shame thing. He just sort no, of no, like no, no. he just always sort of assumed that he was going to be like because just I don't know why not. <laughs> like I think he always said he was going to end up like married to like a clan leader. Oh, like the first, like oh, like Meryl. Yes. Oh, God, <laughs> shut up. Oh, no! <laughs> like, pr- probably, actually, yes. That's exactly, probably exactly what he thought. I mean, in Dragon Age 2, they make it pretty explicit that Meryl, if the warden was Dalish, they make it pretty explicit that Meryl had a crush on the, on the warden. Yeah, okay. I think that's definitely what he thinks. I think he thinks that, that he, he'd always sort of assumed they would end up together. Because, you know, Ren's like a leadership type. He's, like, good at being in charge. and He doesn't like it, but he's good at it. The best kind of leader. <laughs> So I'm just like, I think I just turned back to Lannon and I'm like, yeah, I just, you know, Zevran's so... Zevran. <laughs> I mean, he's great. He, he makes him very happy, but... <laughs> I mean, yeah, he is definitely Zevran. He's just... Look, did he tell you the story about the time they had a threesome? <laughs> <laughs> Lannon takes it like a... Chuckles and takes a sip from the bottle. He says, oh, Leliana told me about it. Oh, God. Why does everybody know about it? Oh, it's legend. It is legend. Horrifying. <laughs> it's been a rough day, though. Is that well? It's over. It's over now, and we'll head back to uh, Kirkwall slash Minrathis as soon as the uh, as soon as the sun rises, as soon as the first boat heads out. Never thought I'd be grateful for that, but I certainly am. And Lennon says, "And uh, speak of the devil, and he's watching a." It's a twitchy little uh, first comes scrambling through the tent, like, you know, sidestepping people, stepping over like drunks that are lying on the floor uh, and up to you. And this you recognize uh, you recognize her immediately. She is the first who agreed uh, when you went out with Lennon uh, uh, yes. the, day, the night before trying to find a first or a keeper who could perform it. She's the one who is the first one you talked to who immediately <laughs> said, yes, 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 absolutely. <laughs> and she says. Oh, there you are. Uh, surprise. Uh, she's like panting. She like doubles over and like braces her hands on her knees. I'm like says, concerned. I'm like, are you, do you need to sit down? Here's a drink. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. I can't get drunk. If I get drunk, I might accidentally slur and I don't want to fuck this up. Uh, so listen, <laughs> I've got everything ready. My keeper is so excited to do this. We are ready as soon as you are ready. I think I'm like staring a little blankly at her and then I go, oh shit yeah oh oh man i am oh wow you're right re- now are you are you ready now and she says yes uh by the grove near the hollow pens we've got the whole thing set up i think you're really gonna like it i'm super excited i'll be there uh give me like five minutes okay i'll meet you there and she like runs out <laughs> i love this because he hasn't even proposed <laughs> <laughs> um i think i like go over to ren's side and i'm like ren 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 
Run! <laughs> he stops singing. He says, hey, baby brother, have a drink. No, I've, I've had a lot of drink. You've had a lot of drink. Maybe you should stop. Come here. I'm not that drunk. What's, what's he mean? Come here. What's up? Just like, how, is he far away from, he's not far away from Severin. Nope. Severin is like, he is happy, happy tipsy, just sort of leaning on his shoulder and not saying anything. I'm like, I, we have very serious, uh, Sabre clan only business to discuss now. Man, how much did you have to drink? Sabre, there is no Sabre clan anymore. Oh, like, you remember oh that, right? Ren. Ren. It's very serious Sabre clan business that Zevran cannot be around for. <laughs> Zevran, uh, he does not notice, but Ren, it finally seems to click in Ren's head. He's like, oh, oh. The brain uh, cell engages. <laughs> the one brain cell the Sabre brothers share. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> finally starts working. He says, I should, I haven't even... Uh, wh- it's where now. Is- it's now. Na- it's now. It's now. Okay, where? Where now? The grove. Okay. Okay. I will. Uh, I'll be there. I. I gotta actually. Uh, <laughs> and Landon in the back who has been watching this is like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so you get to actually watch it from a distance. You can't hear what is being said because they're too far away and the tent is too loud. Uh, but you can see it happen. Uh, Ren shakes Zevran and he walks outside the tent so he can be heard better. And you're watching this this sort of brief tense conversation. Ren looks really nervous. <laughs> he looks so <laughs> nervous. Uh, and you can definitely tell without even hearing him that he's kind of stumbling his way through it. You know, he's holding Zevran's hands very earnestly. And Zevran is sort of staring at him in confused silence for the majority of the time. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, yes, I know you love me. Like, we've been in love. Like, it's, this has already been established. I am well aware. But he finally gets to the end of the sentence and Zevran stares at him in silence for a minute and then you see Zevran's face break into a smile and he throws his arms around Ren and apparently it's a, apparently he said yes is what you can tell. <laughs> I like breathe a sigh of relief and like it's good because I probably would have had to kill him if he said no. You follow him out you like you pointed him in the direction of the grove by the holopens uh, and as soon as they get there Ren immediately is like I am going to fucking murder my little brother I am going to draw and quarter him because the grove is done up with magical fairy lights like all the trees are strung with twinkling lights uh, there is a huge bent bough to look like a wedding arch with live vines growing uh, magically enhanced to look like they're glittering like it is so incredibly over the top it's extra yeah <laughs> i think to add on top of this as we get there i like shout in the middle of the arlefin hey everyone ren sabre is getting married you want to come <laughs> <laughs> and i mean like yeah people want to come they they want to see this and Ren just shoots you just like a murderous look like, oh, he is so going to kill you. <laughs> I grin so big. Like, oh, God, he can't get me for at least another day. <laughs> and you can see Ren sitting there. It's like, it's like, I told him to his stupid face. I told him I just wanted a quick ceremony. That's not how brothers work. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so this unnecessarily large crowd with this unnecessarily ornate over-the-top ceremony is performed. Uh, after some very quick deliberation, because this is pretty last minute for Zevrin, he agrees to uh, a matching valaslin on his hand, uh, a marriage valaslin that Ren would get, will get as well. Uh, and the keeper actually marks them with the blood writing and the first recites the, the, the usual recitations for a Dalish wedding. 
and they exchange the vows, which Ren has to coach him through a little bit because they are in Elven. Sile senaste var araval, lama aralas marlith belenaris. Severin stumbles his way through it, and you know what? All things considered, even though Ren is still incredibly pissed off at you for making it this go big or go home. <laughs> like, you can't fault the atmosphere. It, it turns out it's really, really beautiful. The wedding of the hero of Ferelden, as last minute and unnecessarily over the top as it is, uh, it starts another party. Like, even after everything that happened at night one of the Haranal, it, there's another party that is struck up immediately. Because, fuck yeah, the hero of Ferelden got married! Let's get drink! <laughs> <laughs> um, and as the second celebration of the Arnathven gets underway, um, well, put, put, paint me a picture. Where is everyone? Uh, what are you doing? I can tell you Ren and Zevran are definitely dancing. <laughs> Aww. That's delightful. I think I just finished dancing. I'm like danced out and I'm just like sitting back by the fire exhausted and like happy. Like watching my brother dance with his husband. Aww. I feel like Elian's done a little bit of dancing. Not as successfully as you because, you know, Shem. But, you know, <laughs> enough people were there last night to see him play. <laughs> He's at least not wanting for a partner for the dances and then um, just excuses himself and, I don't know, watches from a distance, maybe a melancholy look over occasionally at Leander, but, you know, tries to limit those. Not surprised. Not surprised in the least. Like, Kaz has never experienced a wedding in her entire life. She's like, I don't even know what a wedding is, really, but this is pretty cool. I kind of like this whole thing and she's having she's having like a real good time. She's like dancing and watching people dance. She's like, "Wow. I love parties. This is great." See, this is a party, not this Tevinter party nonsense. <laughs> yeah, not the not with the blood summoning or anything like that. Oh, yeah, geez. right. If you strip away all the demons and the murder and stuff, parties are actually kind of great. Yeah, she's having a good time. Uh so you have all um you're probably going to get less sleep than you should because you got to wake up early for the boat to Kirkwall. But, you know, yeah, it's a fair. wedding. It's a party. How many right. times is Ren going to get married? You all uh, enjoy yourselves that evening. And right as things are winding down and you're all saying, OK, well, we should seriously, we should really get to bed. It's getting very yeah. late. As yeah. you are all getting ready to retire, uh, you are approached, Sabre, uh, by Keeper Virana, uh, who is smiling uh, like she says, so I understand, because of the way he loudly complained about it, that uh, the hero Ferelden's wedding was not meant to be quite this over the top. I don't know what you're talking about. This is exactly <laughs> what he wanted. Lennon's like, keep hiding behind that plausible deniability, my dude. <laughs> I give him a big thumbs up. <laughs> uh, Virana says, it's good to see him happy as well as alive, though I'm not... I'm not sure how he is alive. I imagine it's really not my place to know. If you want to explain it to me sometime, I'll be happy to hear the tale. But for now, before you return, I'm sure you've got so much to do. But I just wanted to formally extend, she says. I, of course, know what happened to Clan Sabre. And you, of course, have my condolences, late as they are. It's much appreciated. And she says, and for what it's worth, if after all the dust has settled... You still find yourself in want of a home. You are always welcome in Clan Sulanan. I think that takes me back a little bit. And I sort of like fall silent. 
You don't... I don't think you know how much that could have meant. Your your welcome is appreciated. I sense a but coming. We have much to do, and I do not know if we shall return <laughs> alive. She says, ah, that is the way of things, isn't it? The hero always dies at the end. Your brother proved that. Uh, and she glances past you to where he and Zevran and like 20 well-wishers are like seeing them off back to uh, back to the tent. And she says, well, the offer stands. Could I ask a favor? She inclines her head. She says, anything. We have a young girl, Naya, who lost her clan as well. Is it possible that you could watch over her? She says, of course. Ab- absolutely. Certainly. She'll be welcome in Sulanan clan. It'll give us something to look forward to. Something to come home to. She's a good girl. Talks a lot, but good. She says, of course. I'm sure something can be worked out. It's much appreciated. It will give me comfort knowing that she's safe. She's been staying in Tevinter, and it just does not seem like a safe place for a young Dalish girl to grow up. Too right you are. No offense to your friends in the Lucerne, but I wouldn't trust a Tevinter as far as I could throw them. So I guess before we leave, I'll definitely go and find Naya and tell her this is her new home and we're going to come back for her. Yeah, and Naya is pretty much over the moon. <laughs> like, she is so excited and she immediately wants to know, like, but they can be your clan too, right? Like, you can come with me. I can't come with you now, little one. We've got we've got a lot of work to do. But I promise you, I will do everything I can to return. We will do everything we can to see you again. She says, you promise? That. <laughs> You gotta do it. The eyes are staring at you. The big puppy <laughs> the eyes. Big, the big puppy <laughs> eyes. She's so small and so cute. If I can come back here, I promise you that I will. Uh, she gives you a big hug around the middle. <laughs> I'm like having a hard time. <laughs> like, I'm, like almost tearing up. <laughs> She's very cute. She is extremely cute. It's true. It should be illegal how cute she is. <laughs> <laughs> So you all don't get enough sleep. Uh, <laughs> yep. Spoilers. It's because someone uh, planned for a huge decadent wedding instead of the small <laughs> quiet ceremony that Ren requested. Uh, and now you're fighting hangovers. So good job with that. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, so it's my fault. Yes, that is exactly. Yes. Fighting hangovers before a trip on a ship. Great. <laughs> yep, good luck with that. Uh, the ship from Halam Shiral to Kirkwall uh, departs very, very extremely bad early in the morning. Uh, and, you know, the waking sea is not known for being smooth. So it's kind of, it's kind of a lot. How's everyone feeling? Not, not good. I mean, pretty green. Uh, Elian's probably the best at mornings. Technically, um, since we don't have Mayveris in the party, um, <laughs> the elvish wine hit him a little hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like that, too. Like, Cass has never had a good time before. So she's like, I had a good time. And then she woke up and she's like, oh, I'm not having a good time. <laughs> as soon as she woke up, oh, the good time is over. This is the opposite of a good time. <laughs> oh, no. Consequences. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you all sort of pile onto the boat extremely reluctantly, various levels of hungover. Uh, and Ren, uh, he did not actually get too drunk, uh, so he's actually okay. Um, but you all sit down at this uh, big table below deck, so so certain people don't have to look out the windows and see the rushing sea. <laughs> um, 
Uh, he sits down. And he says, uh, "By the way, I, I keep meaning to bring this up, but I keep forgetting. I think, I think I have an idea of where we can get a few extra soldiers for the for the blight. I mean, oh, that's good. That's so good. Can you lower your voice? I am speaking <laughs> at normal volume. Are you? Doesn't sound Elian. Is he speaking at a normal volume? I think so. It doesn't sound like he's speaking at a normal volume. Ren picks up a tin plate in the fork and starts banging the plate. Oh god! Oh god! Oh, god. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Consider this punishment for giving me a stupid over-the-top wedding. Brother. I didn't do anything! Like, well, if this is for being or lesion, then he bangs it nearly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough. Enough, friend. Jesus, throw you a nice party and this is your stupid response. Unbelievable. Creators. Oh my god. <laughs> what is your stupid idea, Ren? He says, uh... Well, I was thinking, uh, even though the Grey Wardens don't exist anymore and therefore the treaties are no longer extant, uh, there is still the Legion of the Dead. I, like, look around at everyone else and I say, okay, is it just me or does that sound bad? (laughs) I'm sort of blinking too, like, what? (laughs) Everyone roll historical or cultural lore, whichever is higher for you. Uh, So, yes, uh, you have all heard of the Legion of the Dead, and as soon as Ren says the Legion of the Dead, you're like, oh, shit, yeah. So the Legion of the Dead, when the layman thinks of Darkspawn, uh, past thinking of Blights, they probably think of Orzammar, because primarily uh, Darkspawn is a dwarven problem. I mean, Darkspawn live underground, they tunnel to find archdemons uh, underground, and it is always Orzammar that is the first to uh, to get hit. Uh, by darkspawn raids and attacks and it's such a problem that they have their own order called the legion of the dead uh it is a cast of warriors it's technically its own cast like i told you about the cast of sunors like there's a noble cast the warrior cast the merchant cast the smith cast it is technically its own cast it's called the dead cast and people are recruited to it by having a funeral they, they celebrate their own funeral with their friends and their family, and then they go off forever into the deep roads to fight the Darkspawn until they die. Uh, they are not Grey Wardens in the same way. Like, they, are, they don't take the Blight into themselves to help be, to become more familiar with, to be able to sense Darkspawn or anything like that. But that said, past the Grey Wardens, the Legion of the Dead is probably the most skilled order at fighting Darkspawn that exists on Thetis. Hell yeah! <laughs> And Ren says, back during the fifth blight, I actually had to go into the deep roads through the dead trenches to get, it's a long story, there's a big fancy anvil, I broke it. Uh, but while I was there, I met one of the legionnaires. Uh, his name is Cardall. If he is still around, I might be able to talk to him. He was a good friend. He actually sent up troops to help me uh, during the Battle of Denerim. And Lennon actually, he thinks about it for a minute. He says, hey, actually, yeah, you know, I actually have a few contacts in the Legion of the Dead, too. We... That's not a that's not a bad idea. Any help we can get would be yeah fantastic. <laughs> you really think we could get them? Ren says, I mean, if it's Cardal, we got pretty close. He's a good dude. And if we can uh get if I can get to him or I mean it's worth a shot, right? Absolutely. I think it is. Lennon says, Oh man, I've never been to Orzammar. Talgan looks uncomfortable. Yeah, understandably. <laughs> and Lennon, as if on cue says, we're gonna have to come up with a good uh, way to get inside. I guess Ren, the king of Orzammar, is only king because of you, so we might be able to use that. And we also have Talgan. Talgan's like, I don't think... I don't think, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't think I can get, really get us in there. You know, it's like... It's nothing, I mean, I'm castless now. I'm a surfacer, so I don't think they're going to take anything I say seriously. But 
And it says, well, yeah, but you know, you you still come from a noble family, right? It's like, again, Inquisitor, <laughs> I don't think you understand. I am a surfacer. My family, my caste is forfeit, so. Well, let's keep it as a backup plan. <laughs> plan D. Telkin's like, Ugh. and then he takes a swig of whatever it is he's drinking. Just an out of character here slightly. We had talked about what, okay, so we're recruiting from, the Arlethon was big one, the Templars. Is there another place that we were going to go aside yeah. from this, or is this the... There were several we got to go to see Alistair, yes. we got to go to... Oh, okay, yeah. Kunandar. Yep, and you've got your, the next three places that you're recruiting from are Al- uh, King Alistair of Ferelden, uh the Magisterium, and Kunandar, and tagging on Orzammar to that list at the end might not be a terrible idea. Yeah, okay. So we have some choices here about what we do next. And uh, Orzammar, like the surface entrance to Orzammar is not far from Ferelden. So that might even be a good idea is to sandwich it in uh, right after you finish up in Ferelden. But it's up to you. Sounds like a plan to me. Lana says, all right, I'll, um, I'll see if I can uh, find some contacts in the Legion of the Dead. And we'll try to get in touch with King Balin, uh, see if we can do anything about that. He says, oh, and yeah, well, we're talking. Uh, Landon leans forward and he says, I, I forgot to mention, I actually had an idea too. Uh, it was about you, Ren. Actually, you remember that spell that uh, Olivier gave us? The, the spell to separate the spirit from the soul? You agreed that you didn't want to use it because for now it seems like the spirits inside you are more helpful than anything. Uh, but we kept it just in case. Yes. And he says, why don't we try that with Ren? I mean, it's still the same fundamental principle, right? Oh, yes, it it is. I'm like looking uncomfortable here. I'm like looking back between all of you. I'm like, it's magic. And then I look over and I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> but then won't we potentially have two archdemons to worry about? Lana says, that's not a terrible point. That was actually the main thing that was tripping me up. He says, we need um some sort of really powerful artifact to contain something as powerful as an archdemon. And he says, and I don't know... Like, I don't know what that might be, but I mean, like I said, the theory is still the same. If we can, you know, get enough lyrium and uh, the right kind of glyph, we, sh- it, we should still be able to do it in theory. We just have to have a plan for what we do with the soul of the archdemon. What do you do with the soul of an archdemon? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm just like staring frantically at everybody in this room like. This is a concerning plan. Lana says, yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. I mean, not that I want Ren to be possessed, obviously. I'm sure Ren doesn't want to be possessed, right, Ren? No, no. Ren says, I don't sleep anymore. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. But I guess, can we ask around? Is this like something that someone's done before? Ren says, I mean, I've seen similar magic before. Back when these, like, another really long story that I don't really have time to get into. There's this kid uh, in Redcliffe. He was possessed by a demon. And then I, I had Wynn, you, you've never met Wynn, don't worry about it. Uh, I had her go into the Fade and confront it. And if you kill a demon in the Fade, right? It, it, he like looks at Landon for like looking at the mage desperately for confirmation. <laughs> and Landon's like, uh, yeah, I mean, that is that is a way that can, that can, it can do it. But uh, I mean, here's the thing. This isn't just a desire demon. This this is the soul of an old god. Like archdemons are the old gods of Tevinter that have been corrupted by the blight and reborn underground. This is not just your average run-of-the-mill desire demon, which is why I think confronting it in the Fade might not be the wisest option. Which is why I think this ceremony, the one that Olivier gave us, might be the better choice. Because that me- there's no contact with the spirit itself. 
I think I'm just gonna remember like the, it's it'll it'll strike my brain that uh you know the dream that we had the other day, not dream but <laughs> experience <laughs> dream and, yeah okay, <laughs> and I think I'm gonna sort of like gently query justice and be like we haven't had time to talk about this yet but did you recognize him justice like you can feel his unease mm. uh he will let you know like like again you can't yeah, talk, I know we can't talk like, but but you can, they can convey emotions to each other he lets you know that yes he does recognize the soul that is inside your brother that's possessing your brother and he is willing to tell you about it, but he wants to do it privately. Interesting. Okay. Well, then I'm not going to bring it up here. Um. Uh, so I think I'm just going to sort of t- like be like, we're going to talk about this later. <laughs> like mentally think that to to justice. Yeah. He kind of lets you know, like, this is going to be a hard conversation for you. Oh, that's fun. So why don't you ask your demon possessions <laughs> about the spell? <laughs> Spirits? <laughs> Whatever compassion may know more but i'm willing to ask faith yeah like mostly it's ellie and ellie needs to do something <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay i guess ellie catches on to all the glares and just kind of like okay okay reaches out to compassion hey you're there can we ask you a question about magic compassion can face like he's always there like <laughs> he's, he's not going anywhere he's trapped inside you you remember the the spell that the templars found for us and that could separate a soul we think that we might compassion says i was listening i was there i was i heard the whole conversation he says which part are you asking about are you asking if this will work or if you are you asking about artifacts that might be able to contain a soul that powerful of whatever this archdemon thing is i want to know both <laughs> like will it work and or if we manage it, how can we stop this thing from just hopping into somebody else? He hasn't analyzed the spell, but Justice told him uh, in the Fade that it, like the magic looks sound. Like, theoretically, it is capable of doing this thing. Um, you would probably need more, more oomph than the spell mm-hmm. requires because you're not dealing with a run-of-the-mill soul here. He doesn't know what an archdemon is, but it sounds bad. <laughs> As for something that could contain it, he says... You'd have to find something pretty potent. I, ideally, something folded with equal parts like lyrium and some other sort of magically infused substance. Uh, he doesn't have any ideas because, like, this isn't his area. <laughs> like, this is deep theory, and he's really more focused on healing. Yeah. But, yeah? You'd have to find something really potent, but it you could tether a spirit into it, even a powerful one. Okay. Um, so I think Elian explains this with his, you know, own limited understanding of magic. But, like, maybe? Ren says, well, I mean, it's worth a shot. I do not like having an archdemon inside me. I've, tr- I've been trying to keep a stiff upper lip about it, but the whispers are... And he just kind of, he falls off and he just, he can't finish the sentence. I feel like after watching, like, everybody else, like, is just talking magic theory and all that shit, like, around Cass. She's, like, also, like, very deep in thought about this. And she wants to talk to Faith. Like, well, they have to talk anyway. (laughs) But she wants to be like, do you see this working? Like, inwardly, she's asking, like, could you 
see a future where this is possible. Uh, she says there are futures where anything is possible. That's not really how time works. She says there are at any point, you know, radiations uh, in any number of possible directions. Some are more likely than others. And she says it has a about as high a probability of working as it does of killing Ren outright. Hmm. Yeah, there's a not insignificant chance of also the Archdemon just breaking out and killing all of you in the middle of this ceremony. It's dangerous. What yeah. were you expecting? I just sort of like inwardly like, mm, that is about what I expected. Yes. All right. As we're all sitting there talking to it, I say, I, I, I'd forgotten to mention this because sometimes I forget that y'all are Shem and you don't know anything about, you know, elven lore. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not a Shem. Wait a minute. So it's become increasingly clear to me that we actually have the forgotten ones within us. Ren raises his hand. <laughs> you don't need to raise it. Oh, Jesus I Christ. have a, I have a follow-up question. Okay. Actually, I have several follow-up questions. The first four are, what? W- what? Oh, that what I already said. The forgotten ones. We have the forgotten no, ones. We're possessed No, yeah, I, I heard. Can you elaborate a little bit more? Oh, well, that's not what. But honestly, Ren, just be, you're being really confusing right now. <laughs> Uh, so Cass and um, Ellie, and you both can roll cultural lore if you yeah, see, we're see like... if you know about the Forgotten Ones. Fifteen and eleven. So yeah, both of you have at the very least heard about the Forgotten Ones. Um, they are like with your limited Shemlin knowledge, Elian. Like, aren't aren't the Forgotten Ones like Elf Satan? Like, isn't that <laughs> what they are? <laughs> what? Uh, everyone keeps asking that question, and I keep saying the same thing. <laughs> Ren's like, the Forgotten Ones. Like, the Forgotten Ones. Like, the, for, the, yes. The ones who in Dalish mythology betrayed the Evanuris and those Forgotten Ones? Well, it turns out I don't think they did that. Well, sort of. They sort of did it, but they had a good reason. Could someone please explain the actual lore? I have heard of them, but I don't really know what they did. Lannan reluctantly is like, all right. Um, he says, so the Forgotten Ones, um... I mean, you're right to be a little bit alarmed, Red. Like, they were the the antagonists in all Dalish mythology. But the truth is a little bit more complex than that. Just as the Dreadwolf literally exists, the Forgotten Ones literally existed, but they weren't evil. They were rebels. They rebelled against the Evanuris and their tyranny. History is written by the powerful, and... They were remembered as betrayers when really they were just a rebellion. Solus worked with them for most of his life before he besides, before he made the veil and destroyed Arlathon. And yes, it looks like your brother Ren and Elian and Cassandra are possessed by their spirits. Ren kind of stares at him for a while and he says, that's completely different from... Lennon's like, I know. Look, the Dalish, we did our best to remember this half-forgotten lore, but we got a lot of it wrong. And he is particularly looking at Ren's Valisleen. Mm. We we got a lot of it wrong, Ren. And it's not our fault, but it is what it is. I think I'm like eyeing both of them, and I say, you should tell them about the Valisleen. He says, are you really sure? And Ren's like, what What do you mean? What about my Valisleen? Listen, let's talk outside. Hey friends, Tessa here. If you're desperate to hear the next episode, chances are good that you can by joining our Discord server. We post links to all episodes and pre-release, and you can even chat with us and listen live as we record. Join us by going to bit.ly slash cfcdiscord. 
For more information on the show, character biographies, and links to social media, head to our website, critfail.club or critfailclub.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. Critfail Club does not advertise at all, so if you like what you hear, tell a friend who might also like it, make a post on social media about it, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Full episodes are available on our YouTube channel, bit.ly slash cfc channel, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.